Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be informed, inspired, and entertained. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today, I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me Charlene Pickram of Pick Empowerment and fellow life coach. Welcome, Charlene. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's really great to have you here. Now, we met not that long ago, really. We had a few meetings of chance meetings, one at the Center for Women in Business, of course, and another at the Chamber of Commerce. Correct. And I I liked your energy. That's one of my things with when I have people on the show is that I have to love their energy. So I was absolutely thrilled to be able to invite you to come on today. Can you tell our audience a little bit about really who you are and what you do, what your main focus is? Sure. So um, my main focus is helping individuals develop their personal empowerment. So uh, discover exactly what their strengths and challenges are and learn from past experiences so that they can choose positive, um, I guess, strategies to help them achieve their goals in the future. So one of the ways that um, I do that is through the social-emotional intelligence profiling, which I was trained to do through Laura Belstein in Colorado. Awesome. Now tell us a little bit about that, because that's that sounds really cool. So social-emotional intelligence uh, profiling, um, I found was really interesting because it provides individuals with a foundation to really look at what their strengths and challenges are. Um, and so it's 26 different competencies that look at an individual self-awareness, awareness of others, management of self and management of others. So uh, it helps an individual in their personal life, but it also helps them in their professional life. And it is a transferable skill. So even if an individual just wants to look at it on personal goals, um, although their focus is personal, it will transfer into their professional life as well. Well, that sounds really interesting. So if I were a potential client of yours, how could you convince me to do that? Well, um, I find it speaks for itself because when I show individuals what the profile looks like, it's a 40-page document um, and it is really easy to do. So basically, I would send you a link uh, on the computer. It takes about 20, 25 minutes to complete. It's sent down to Colorado where they tabulated all of the information. They send it back to me. Um, I get it printed off for you and then we sit down and do a debriefing and we look at exactly the where you are on each of the 26 competencies. Mm -hmm. So what your strength is in, say, your behavioral self-control, your integrity, uh, empathy, um, inspirational leadership, building bonds. There's a whole, as I said, there's 26 different characteristics. And so we do identify the, the strengths and where you see them actually playing out in your life. So, um, you know, how do these strengths benefit you in the past to reach your goals? But the main thing I like to focus on is the challenges because with social emotional intelligence, um, the great thing about it is that 
it can be developed. Right. Um, unlike IQ, which you're born with genetically, right. um, social emotional intelligence, you can build to infinity and beyond. It's, it's, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's totally up to you. How much are you willing to put into your self-awareness um, and, and just be aware of yourself? So when we know our strengths and challenges, um, that is part of the personal empowerment. Absolutely. That sounds fascinating. Now, when, after you, someone takes this, goes through this process, when they get the results back, is it overwhelming for them or, or do you have an opportunity to really sit and chat and figure out, okay, you know, just relax and chill out. This is, you know, there's a lot of stuff to read here, 40 pages. Yeah. So, I mean, I can imagine as a client, it would be like, holy cow, this is like huge. I don't even know where to begin. And, you know, there's going to, going to be more than likely some areas in every one of those competencies where there's some movement that could be, that, that I guess you could potentially work on. And I know for, from, from my experience, people really can only focus on a couple of things at a time. They really want all of it though. So yeah. how, tell us about how you deal with your clients and, and rein them in a little bit to sort of focus on a couple of things versus 26. Yeah. So Jennifer, that's a great question. One of the things I really love about the social emotional intelligence profile when we get it back is that there's a graph. Okay. So the graph very quickly provides a visual for individuals. So we don't have to go through those 40 pages. It is right there. It's visual. Um, individuals can very quickly identify where their strengths are and again, where their challenges are. Um, and so during the debriefing process, which is usually an hour, hour and a half, um, we start to discuss what does the individual want to focus on? So what roadblocks are they currently experiencing in their personal or professional life that they want to address and overcome so that they can reach their goals? And then we specifically look at the different characteristics where they are challenged um, and focus on them in the coaching process. And that could be over a three-month coaching process, a six-month, a year. It depends, again, uh, I guess what specifically the goal is and right. how many stages are required to reach that goal. Um, and then we very specifically look at strategies that fit within the individual's lifestyle um, that can help them overcome those roadblocks so that they can improve that challenged area and that competency. That sounds wonderful. Do you have our, our clients really gung ho to get going and, and really, you know, dig in really quickly? Uh, I find once an individual decides to do the inter, uh, the social emotional intelligence profile, they really want the results. They really want to get going. And as you know, for the empowerment piece, they have to want to be involved. Nothing is going to change without the participant. <laughs> being gung-ho and saying, yes, I want to, you know, I want to change this in my life and this is getting in the way of my life and I want better. And again, that's the power piece of empowerment. So they want to provide themselves with power through choice. So they're choosing to participate in the process. That's the start of the empowerment. And as they go through, um, that self-awareness develops. And again, that's part of the empowerment process. 
Now, you had mentioned with the, the length of time that you would be working with your clients typically. I know for me, I have a minimum of three months because nothing really can happen any less than in any less time than exactly. that. Yes. Is that kind of similar to what with your approach as well? Yeah, exactly. So um, if you decide that you want to do a social emotional intelligence profile, um, then we sit down and we discuss a contract. And I'm exactly the same as you, Jennifer. Three months, it takes at least three months to change any behavior mm -hmm. with support. Um, so, you know, three to six months is the norm and it is what I recommend. Um, but, uh, in many circumstances, people start with the three months because they are so gung ho and they yes. think they're going to get it done and da, 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 da. Um, but I find that usually we're looking at six months. I have very similar experiences. And then we have kind of a maintenance program beyond that, which I think is really important too, because it's, it serves as a check-in. <laughs> yeah. And we all need that. We need somebody in our corner who's the cheerleader and is going, yes, you can do it. And, you know, and we slide off a lot because life is busy and yes. we forget the different strategies. So, you know, having somebody just once in a while to give you a call and say, hey, how you doing? What are those strategies, you know, are they working for you or do we need to tweak them a little or has life changed so traumatically for you, whether you've moved or job or new kid, that we have to look at changing the strategies. So you have to be open and flexible. Oh my golly, that's one of my mottos is flexibility is key in pretty much everything. Yes, <laughs> I have, exactly. I would have to say. Uh, I, I just lost my train of thought. Oh my golly, it just went right out of my head. <laughs> oh jeepers. I was going to ask you with some of the challenges that you have with clients. I know for myself, Oftentimes people will come and they're really gung ho. They're ready to do the work and they're, you know, convinced that they're going to put everything that they can into this. They start the process and they really want you to do a lot of the work and they're surprised that it's really all about them. We're yeah. just that guide that, you know, asks the questions and does the digging. And have you had many experiences where People are kind of like, this is too hard. Um, I haven't had that. Um, but again, revisiting with them, you know, that this is their plan. This is their life. This is about them. Again, I am the guide. I am the one that's supporting them, but they have to do the work. And so I'm really clear, particularly when we first meet, mm -hmm. that uh, you know, this is their responsibility and they have to take it on and they are in power of it, not me. Right. And I think people don't realize how hard it can be sometimes and how much effort and time and work it actually takes. However, when they do put in the time and effort, the results are absolutely amazing. It is amazing. It's, it's a great thing to be a part of, really. What's one of your favorite or your, I guess, special kind of outcomes from a client where they've been so impacted? Um, I think just hearing back from an individual um, who, I guess, stated that, you know, they were really surprised how quickly the mindset, changing their mindset affected them. And it, it was, yeah, it's hard to say without um, 
I guess, giving away too much information about the individual. Um, but they really felt disempowered in their home life and that they didn't have a say in what was taking place. Um, and then after we met, they said they just couldn't get over how free they felt in their home anymore. It, from, you know, from that point on that, um, they had a voice. That's amazing. I know for me, I just love hearing about the success of clients and, you know, some of the transformations that can occur are, oh my golly, just lift you right up and, and give you all of that energy that you need to move on and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And, and I've never had anybody, Jennifer, who said that they haven't gotten something out of the process. Me either. And you know, it's funny you say that because I've never really thought about that before, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Because it's, there's nothing more valuable than really getting in touch with your authentic, true self. Yeah. And it is very freeing. It is freeing. And, and just to allow yourself to see yourself for who you are instead of, trying to be what everybody uh, else wants you to be. And I think that's the number one roadblock that I experience with my clients is that they, they really struggle with what is expected of them in their home or in the office. Um, and then they're not genuine to self and then they're not happy and then they're not giving, you know, everything that they have. Um, to the process or whatever the goal is at that moment. And even life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Charlene. And I'm really looking forward to probing a little bit deeper. You're listening to Find Your Sparkle with Jen on CIOE 97.5. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen. Welcome back, Charlene. Thank you. Now, on the break, we were talking a little bit about how you got involved with what you're doing and your story. Give us a little bit of your background. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have enough time for that, but I'll give you a little scoop. Um, so basically, uh, I, I knew I wanted to help people. Right. Right from the get-go. So I originally went into the corrections, um, which was not a good fit for me because you weren't, you know, it wasn't relationship based. So, uh, in the end, I, uh, became a residential child and youth care practitioner. And I did that for 20 years with Homebridge Youth Society. Um, and during that time, um, what we were doing with the youth was building their social emotional intelligence. Right. At that time, I didn't identify <laughs> as that. Um, but, you know, we were helping individuals just, you know, discover what their strengths were. So, and, and building on that so that they could function in society. Um, and during that time, um, unfortunately, due to the cost of caring, I experienced, um, vicarious trauma, compassion fatigue, and burnout. On, oh my golly. On multiple occasions. Um, and I didn't have the self-awareness to really identify um, what was happening to me mm -hmm. um, until I was totally down and out depressed um, and suffering with anxiety and I needed to take some time off work and, and seek out some professional help. So initially for me, I saw that as a real weakness, um, instead of a challenge. Uh, right. 
Um, an opportunity. An opportunity, yes. So, you know, um, I really struggled with that, that, you know, here I was an individual that was supposed to be helping others and I, I couldn't function. And you're strong and, and you're, um, and yeah. it can, that can instill all kinds of these negative self-talk. Yes. And so, and that's what I discovered, Jennifer, in my therapy is that I was just the negative self-talk was constant. Yeah. And, and that had to do from, you know, my own, perspective of self. Right. So, you know, I saw myself as a failure, um, and all these negative things. Um, and so what that led me to do was to take my master of arts in child and youth study. Oh, and because I really wanted to know why I couldn't do the job without these costs of caring symptoms. And so I studied, uh, stress in residential child and youth care workers and learned about burnout, hmm. vicarious trauma, and compassion fatigue. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> and and during that process, it was all about self-awareness. And it really empowered me um, and made me realize that the lack of knowledge within the, um, I guess, social service fields. And society in general. And society in general. Exactly. You know, to accept that these are um, consequences of our work and that we really need to look after self before mm -hmm. we can look after others. And that's not a, a weakness. Oh, my gosh, no. It's a challenge that we have to overcome. And the only way we can overcome that is through knowledge um, and, and building our self-awareness. And... So when I, when I came to that conclusion, I started to realize that I really wanted to help other people, particularly adults who were in the social service field, who were struggling themselves. And I wanted to let them know you were not weak. And you're not alone. And you're not alone and that there is a way to deal with the symptoms. You can be very proactive. <clears throat> and again, it's about that self-awareness piece and coming up with strategies to support your well-being. So I really got into this life balance kick mm -hmm. and really looked into that. And, and so that's what some of my workshops used to be on, uh, particularly about life balance and how do we fit different strategies into um, one's life to, I guess, support ourselves um, in our well-being. Um, and then I found out about the social emotional intelligence, um, at school, the Institute for social emotional intelligence. And that's when I decided to get my certification, um, for coaching and to do the profile. Um, and, um, again, it just provides such an amazing foundation to start from when you're working with somebody because, the self-awareness, you cannot deny it. It's no. there in black and white. Yes. It's 26 competencies. So it's the most of, you know, most competencies that are covered in all the different social emotional intelligence profiles. Um, and I did it myself, of course. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it was very enlightening. Um, and then I did it with my partner. Um, and... They found it to be 
extremely enlightening to the point where they started applying for different jobs that they never felt, I guess, um, confident enough. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. So it was really interesting to watch um, just the impact that that information can have on individuals within your personal life, but then individuals that you're working with on a professional scale. So, you know, I, I utilize it as well. Um, so it, it helps me with my self-awareness mm-hmm. and the strategies that I'm working on and the goals that I'm trying to achieve for myself. Um, so I think it's really important to put things into practice to be able to share with others. And that's the only way to learn and to really be able to be, to, to understand and get it. Yes. Exactly. One of the things that I love your story, and I have a very similar story myself, which is really not a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the things that I love is how self-awareness was really key to pretty much everything. Yeah. I'm curious. I wonder, you know, most of us don't have any kind of training or even grasp or even think about self-awareness and figuring out who we really are. Mm -hmm. And it's quite challenging. Then we have people, you know, at this stage of life, all of a sudden, for me, it was kind of at 40, I'm thinking, oh my golly, what am I going to do when I grow up? <laughs> you yeah. Know? And, and then you really have to sit down and, and become aware. Mm-hmm. It's really disappointing that's, you know, this kind of stuff is not taught to us. Yes. As we grow up in the school system. Yeah. And, and that conversation comes up over and over, Jennifer, with people. Like, why are we not doing this early yeah. with, with our kids in the school system? Um, uh, you know, there's always this debate about what's more important in intellect, the IQ, or social emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. They both have value, of course. Um, but why are we only just focusing on the IQ when, you know, you really need to be able to engage with individuals um, and love thyself Yes. Uh, to be, to go out there and be successful. So, you know, I do struggle with that as well. And with this social emotional intelligence profile, I can work with individuals as young as 14. Oh. So there is, um, you an know, intervention. <laughs> there is an intervention, you know, for parents or individuals that, really want to potentially give their teens um, an added bonus um, of getting to know themselves, this is one way in which it can be done. Um, and, you know, I, I, I would have loved that. That's mm-hmm. my personality. I would have loved to have, have something like this and have somebody work with me and be non-judgmental and um, work and to learn that the self-efficacy that I can reach my goals. Yes. You know, so important at a young age to build that in individuals. And self-care is important and should be a priority. Yes. I find, and, and, and I don't know if you'll agree or not, but I find society, especially with women, that, you know, we're, we usually end up at the bottom of that list. And I've been actually called selfish yes. when I take time for my own personal well-being. Yes. And, I mean, you know, how could people actually think that way in this day and age? 
Yeah, yeah. As an individual with no children who was told that I was being selfish oh. for, for not having kids. <laughs> and, and I try to explain to them, um, I work with kids. I do that, you know, I did it for over 20 years and that was my goal and that's what I wanted to give to society. It wasn't to have a child of my own. I wanted to help other kids. Um, I didn't see that as selfish at all. I no. saw that as being extremely self-aware and knowing that I could not give personally and professionally to the children that, I, you know, I work with. So that, that was a choice. Um, and, and not at all selfish. No, my golly. And you know, people are really quick to judge. Yes. It's one of my pet peeves. Yes. (laughs) It's hard not to sometimes, but it's, and it takes that awareness. Yes. But it certainly is doable. It is doable. And again, is there's a difference between, yes, sometimes we judge, but do you have to vocalize it? Right. So again, that social emotional intelligence piece um, you know, you're going between your amygdala, your feeling part, and your frontal lobe, mm-hmm. which is your thinking part. And that debate that goes between those two areas is your emotional intelligence. Right. You do not have to say everything you think. And and for people who know me, I'm sure they're laughing because <laughs> <laughs> I was very well known for always saying what I, you know, thought. But no I, filter. No filter. Yeah. Um, and, and with some people, I am still that way. You know, they love me. They don't judge me and I can be free. But, um, you know, you do have to learn to c- contain some of your thoughts. I always like to say it's a response versus a reaction sometimes. Yes. Beautiful. I love that, Jennifer. And just to take that extra couple seconds. And that's all it is. Yeah. It's not a long pause. It's just enough to realize that, okay, here's what's happening. So I really need to think. Yes. And one of my favorite things that I love Wayne Dyer. And one of the things that he always advocated was if you are faced with a choice between being kind or being right, and it's always a choice, Mm -hmm. always choose kindness. Kindness. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're almost out of time, but I know that you've got a workshop coming up in a few months. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so February 3rd at Mount St. Vincent University, I'll be holding our Seeds of Empowerment workshop. It's a full-day workshop. Um, It's intimate, uh, and I've done that because the feedback that I've received from individuals, they want less people, so they have more time for discussion. So the maximum is 12 people. That's a good number. Yeah, and uh, so basically we'll be doing the self-awareness piece. We'll be doing a few uh, exercises individually and as a group, and there will be um, a lot of discussion. And the objective of the workshop is to come up with strategies to meet individual goals. Awesome. So each person will come up with their own unique strategies and their own unique goal. But as a group, we will support each other and come up with um, ideas to get them there. That sounds fabulous. And if you're interested in that, you can visit pickempowerment.blog. That's awesome. It has been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Jennifer. I can't believe we're out of time already. Yeah, it happens. Fast. It ha- well, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I am actually going to have to sign off today because we're out of time. Thanks for listening to Find Your Sparkle with Jen on CIOE 97.5 FM. And this episode has been produced by Herb Connors. See you next time.